0: You must be at least 18 years of age to listen to the following podcast. I am Robert Black, and you are listening to Sexual Heroes. Cage Jock is an adult actor and model based in New York City. He chose his name when Tumblr was his vehicle for posting content depicting his interest in sports gear and chastity. Now, with the same moniker, he has a big fan base on platforms like OnlyFans, JustForFans, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter, with nearly 200,000 followers. Cage Jock, or CJ, is extremely proud of himself for his unique contribution to the world of BDSM and also for making the entertainment world more diverse by showcasing the beauty of asian males he is pleased to be part of a new breed of adult models that don't fit the status quo hi cj thanks for being on sexual heroes today hi
1: robert thank you for having me
0: the first thing i want to talk about has nothing to do with sex well maybe a little bit uh totally random off off the topic why i had you here today yeah, I was looking at some links. One of them yeah. was your Amazon wish list, ah. <laughs> and on that list was a champion tank top. Yeah, and it was one that I had on my list, um, and I, I want to know if it's maybe the same reason why it's on your list because it's just, it's not something you. You see, they don't even sell it. They're, I don't know if they'll ever sell it again. It's it's not available.
1: It's it's sold out. I I'm so bummed. But it's, why?
0: Tell me why why that champion tank top.
1: I would just because I love champion, and um, I I was just like searching searching on Amazon randomly one day, and like okay, well, which one should I add to my list? And then I saw that one. I'm like, oh, the cut is really nice. What was drawn to me was the cut. Yeah. I added it to my list. Okay. But it's too bad because it's like they don't have it available anymore. And I, I've been searching on the internet. I couldn't find it. other sources.
0: Yeah. The reason I added it to my list was I saw a guy in the gym wearing that shirt. Okay. And it has just the right amount of nip slip. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so... You know, you don't want a shirt where your nipples are like out 100% of the time and you don't want them like completely, completely obstructed. You know, it's hot to just just have that right amount of nip slip. And this shirt has that just perfectly.
1: It's like like conceal where it's necessary, but also flaunting where where you want to flaunt.
0: Right. Exactly.
1: I I know exactly what you're talking about because I go. I go to this gym in New York and the guys there, they love their cutout tanks.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Yesterday I was at it there lifting and I could just see like a whole bunch of them. I could count with two hands. Right. And i was just like, Oh, cut out, cut out, cut out, cut out, cut out. And they just love the way that they cut. So they they show their figure, mm-hmm. like whenever they, you know, they lean over, or they do some kind of movement. You get to see like their body.
0: Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I've tried cutting out my own shirts, and I just finally said, "Oh fuck it! I can't do this because it's it's always either too. <laughs> I cut it in too deep, or not deep enough, or I don't know. I can just never get it right. So
1: you know what I found out? In order to get the right the right shape, you need you need the right size. Usually, you have to go up a size,
2: mm-hmm.
1: like. I wear medium, but I should probably get like a large for the cutout to, to fit nicely because the neckline is very important. Mm. And then the weight of the material is also important. You don't want it to be too flimsy. It it needs to have some kind of weight to it for it to fit. Right. Mm. There's a lot of factors that goes in it. You can't just take a shirt and you, you do a cutout.
0: Yeah. Okay. Good tips. <laughs> Tips for, for nips. Okay, so let's get on to more sex talk here. Okay. Uh, you go by the the name Cage Jock. Obviously, a lot of your content features you locked up. Your cock in a yeah. cage.
1: Yeah.
0: And I really want to talk about that because it hasn't really come up in the show to this point. I know some of my listeners listeners would be are appalled by the thought of even having your cock locked up, especially the, the baiters that follow my podcast because yeah. yeah. life is all about access to your dick. Yeah. Um, and I've kind of, I've been on both sides. I, I am, I consider myself, you know, part of that baiting scene, but I also have been locked up and I find it yeah. really, really hot it is. It is. You
1: don't get it until you try it on.
0: Right. Right. So I will talk today about your first experience and maybe a little bit about my first experience. But I hope by the time this people finish listening to this episode, they're going to think about getting their first cage if they don't have one already.
2: <laughs> yeah. Let's-
0: so let's start with a recent tweet on your Twitter feed. You wrote, If you're a bottom, lock your cock. If you hate (laughs) topping, lock your cock. If you're a sub, lock your cock. If you want people to know you only like to bottom, lock your cock. If you're a dom, lock your boy's cock. And if you're a submissive top, lock your cock. Yeah. Where do you fit into that list? Oh, if you're a sub, lock your cock. So you're a submissive. Are you a switch or a submissive?
1: You know... I, um, all right, I'll tell you this. This is kind of hard to explain. So I really enjoy losing control. I enjoy like someone taking control of me. There's something so arousing in the fact that you don't have control of your own body. It's just like, it. it's kind of arouses you now, but in some of my porn, you see me dominating a lot. And that is because... I can't find a lot of DOMs who knows the art of dominating. Right? And and there's a lot of things that I want to experience with 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 being the sub in those scenes, but I can't find those DOMs. So sometimes I switch in order to get that experience out of my system. Mm. So I dominate other subs. Sounds kind of like a switch.
0: Mm-hmm. And when you say you can't find doms who who understand the art, do you mean in terms of dominating someone through control of their cock and having it locked or just in general?
1: In general, you know, like spanking is an art. Lots of people don't know how the technique, spanking, choking, slapping, fucking dominating, fisting, you know, a lot of people, they... It's like, oh yeah, I'm a dumb because I like to do those things. But when it's time for them to do it, they don't really know how to work the body in order to, to, to give the sub what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. So, and I find it really frustrating because I enjoy it. Like I enjoy getting fisted, but a lot of the time I cannot find a top who so you know how to do it,
2: mm-hmm.
1: even though they claim to be a fisting top. Or I like to be choked, I like to be slapped, but there's an art to it. So <clears throat> the way that I describe to my to my fans my identity it's like I'm sort of like that's like a dominating figure that's a sub and then in between that's me like I teach like I I I, I educate the the doms what the bottoms are looking for and I I educate the the subs what kind of dom they should be serving some like some like in between.
0: That's interesting. Okay. On that Twitter post, someone replied, "I'm definitely a submissive verse top, pretty inexperienced as a bottom, and I'm so nervous to begin chastity." And you replied, "You're nervous now, but when the right cage is on, you're gonna you're you're not gonna want to remove it." Yeah. Why is that?
1: Well, here's the thing: a man is defined by his by his dick. Like, you know, the moment the baby is born, they look at the dick to determine the sex. And that's how you determine sex for like, you know, any kind of creatures. You look at the dick. Right. And you, you slam that identity on that person. So, you know, the genital is like is it's like the most private part of a man. That's determining manhood. And it's, you know, it, it was made to like for you to like to spread your seeds, to, to to populate the earth, to to get chicks pregnant, to for you to like to fuck, to to stroke, to masturbate that's your source of pleasure, right? That's your source of pleasure, mm-hmm. and, and the idea, just the thought of keeping it locked, is so unfathomable. Like reducing the use of your dick down to just being able to piss. Because you're, you're essentially you're handing the control of who you are, your sexual ability, your ability to jerk off, to come to orgasm. You're handling that ability to either your boyfriend, your your girlfriend, your wife, your husband, your keyholder, or your dom. You're handling that ability to that someone, and now that person is essentially controlling. Who you are and it's just it's really arousing it's a mindfuck it is mindfuck yeah like your own personal your most private part and you you don't have any control of it
0: what a great way for some couple who is curious about bdsm to get started right it's so easy yeah whoever you know the one who wants to play dom get yeah. that cage slap it on your partner, keep the key. And if
1: the moment is on, your mind just like click. Right. You start to question your identity. You you start to question yourself.
0: Yeah. It's it's really only just hitting me now that we're talking about it and I see the excitement right. on your face. It's It really is such an easy way for a couple to explore and see what BDSM is all about because... People hear BDSM often and they get scared, you know, it's it's going to involve pain and, um, you know, somebody's going to whip me or whatever they're imagining. And then, that's not what BDSM is all about. It's all about what goes on in your mind. Yeah. And this is a really easy way to get there. And neither yeah. of you need special training. Exactly.
1: As long as you get a good fitting cage, then it's going to click.
0: So let's talk about that since you brought that up. And I read on your... Website all about fitting one because I just ordered one recently, yeah, and it came in, and I realized the measurements I saw online. I guess i I read it all wrong, and it came in. It was the same cage I had ordered before. It was yeah, (laughs) which was too (laughs) big, too big. So I ordered another one, yeah, and that's going to be coming in soon. I want to. I think I want to wear it to Claw in Los Angeles. I think I want to wear it the whole time I am there. What brand? uh i'll have to send you a link it's not it's a metal one.
1: Oh, you know, that's another thing for beginners you don't get metal
0: oh no okay we well. okay we got to cover this okay
1: because of the weight um
0: well i'm not a total beginner
1: oh you've done it before
0: yeah i've, I've had a cage on how long uh i think a, i think i had it on for a week okay that's not bad that's not bad But you need to continue doing it yeah all right, let's. Okay, let's talk about how to get the right cage because it really, it is important.
1: Yeah, there there are a couple of measurements. A lot of people think that it's just the two, but that's not just it. First of all, you need the ring, the ring size. Um, that's very important. Um, you don't want it to be too big because it's gonna slip. You don't want it to be too tight. It's going to cut up circulation. Now, the way, the right way for you to find whether or not it is, uh, the right size is when you put your pinky inside the ring it sh- you shouldn't be able to put it in too easily. Sort of like kind of struggle just a little bit.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's, that's the right ring. And then the tube, a lot of people think, Oh, I need to get a tube to accommodate me when I get hard, but that's, that kind of defeat the purpose of it. Mm-hmm. The idea is that it's going to suppress your erection. So you need to measure when you're soft, not when you're hard.
0: And I understand that. But what about the idea of being able to get an erection but not having access to it to finish yourself off? Isn't that kind of a hot thing also for for some people? It is. So getting a larger cage could be right for someone if that's the direction they want to go in.
1: If that the direction I'm going to go. Oh, and then another measurement that a lot of people don't pay attention to is the gap, the gap between the two and the ring. Mm-hmm. So if the gap is too big, your ball is going to slip. The gap is too tight. It's going to be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So that gap is also really important.
0: And I'm going to post a link in the show notes so people can go right to that article
1: Yeah, that I you. saw
0: on your website. All right. So you, you talked about size. Let's talk about the, the material. You mentioned mm-hmm. that metal is not the way to go if you're a beginner. Talk more about that.
1: A lot of patients you, you buy, you see on the internet when it's metal, it's like some cheap metal. And, and those metal are going to be really heavy. When they're heavy and you wear it on your first time, is it's, it's going to create pressure on your testicles and uh, it's going to be really uncomfortable. For first hmm. first timers, um, so I would recommend plastics.
0: Hmm. So and I, I've seen ones that are more closed, the plastic, and then some that are more, you know, there's more openings on it.
1: Yeah, there's a closed design and there's a solid design.
0: Yeah, it seems to me like solid one wouldn't be as hygienic.
1: Yes, because like it's, it'll be difficult for for your skin to breathe and for you to cool. But then at the same time, it's also make it really Comfortable for you to wear because it doesn't rub against the fabric. And aesthetically, I like the solid.
0: (laughs) They do look cooler, but if someone's going to be in it for a month.
1: I mean, I take it off like.
0: To clean. To clean, to shower. Okay. You talked about the idea of giving control of your dick over to somebody else. They have the key, the cages on you, but you cage yourself. I actually have a key over. Oh, you do? Yeah. Oh, surprise, and, surprise. Long
1: distance. I'm in New York. He's in LA and there is a box and then you put the keys in and then every single time is, is Bluetooth. So every single time I open it, it would send a notification to him, to his phone that I opened it. But I can only open it when he like give me access. Oh my God. Take a shower. So he would give me access. He said, you have 15 minutes back. And then everything, every single time I put it back, I have to make a video, right? I have to make a video. And then I have to stand in front of, uh, front of the cam, And then there's two keys. So first, I have to use one key to put it in. And then I have to switch to the other key. Take it out, show him that it's actually the same set, and then put it back in, and now put it back in
0: the box. Wow! Now, <laughs> wow! My mind is blown.
1: I love it. It's so much fun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I wish I had somebody to lock me up. So, is that Bluetooth system? Is that does that come with the cage, or is that just a locking system that's independent of
1: the cage? The locking system you can buy on Amazon. That's designed for. For, like, homeowners who are not available at home to let someone in. You've seen one of those locks that um, real estate agents use yeah. whenever they they're showing homes. Yeah. That giant little box.
0: Oh, I see. I see. That just yeah. holds the keys. Okay. Yeah. Got yeah.
1: it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm an idiot sometimes. But okay. This is Bluetooth and it's not passcode.
0: Got it. Very cool. I think we're going to post a link to that on your. On your show notes, also. <laughs> okay. Um, and if anybody listening wants to be my keyholder, send me a message. If someone doesn't have someone that they can share this experience with, people do lock themselves up.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's the best way for you to start is always self-lock. There you go. You need you need to be comfortable with it first. You need to experiment with it, and get and also get your mind into it, mm-hmm. and then you can start experimenting with someone else. It's sort of like self love. You need to like love yourself first before you find your partner.
0: Right. Just like a masturbator gives himself <laughs> self love by getting off. I mean, a, yeah. a, someone into cages can cage themselves if they want. You're, you're still going to get some of that mind fuck, even if you're doing it to yourself. I think.
1: Yeah, you still be able to. And they also sell one of those, one of those, like one of those boxes where you can put a timer on it. So let's say you want to experiment for a day. You, you put the keys in the box Mm -hmm. and you set it up to be the timer to be just like a day. And there's no way you, you can get it out. Mm. It's, it's actually, you know, it's actually a lot more fun when you you lose control of it because then your mind rewires right. to a different set. You're like, "Oh, like oh shit, I'm fucked now." It's not. It's not as fun when you have the keys. It's just sitting there, available for you to unlock anytime you want. Right. But the moment that that access is lost, you get a different rush. Mm. It's sort of like riding a roller coaster. You get yeah. that rush. Yeah, you're gonna get the same rush but it can it can only be achieved if you like don't have access to it.
0: <laughs> uh pro tip there everyone. So tell us about the first time you got locked up. Is that when the light bulb went off and you thought, "Oh wow, this is great?" Or did you actually had you had you seen someone else with a cage and fantasized about it before?
1: So I was on the internet when Tumblr used to be a thing. I miss Tumblr. So I was on the internet one day, you know, browsing through. I've always had, you know, like love, like kinky sex. So I, from a young age, I've seen so much, you know, I've seen, I discover fisting, candle wax, whipping, belting, sounding. I mean, you name it. I've seen it all. Mm-hmm. So nothing like really surprised me anymore. But then one day I was on Tumblr. I saw a picture of this guy. It stopped me on my track. Right and and what i love about this is that he's he just like so big muscular like he's such a man and mm-hmm. then you look at his dick and you're like oh it's what is what is that thing what is he wearing this this was the picture that got me started
0: yeah he's showing me a hot picture guys a very hot muscular guy with a with a cage on his dick obviously
1: so ever since then it's, it's kind of it, it caught my imagination attention and then i started to research about it like Let me go get one to see what this is about. I think that's the same the same thing when people see my blog and they're like, what is that?
0: With 200,000, almost 200,000 followers on Twitter, do you think most of your followers are into cages? Are they mostly people who just like seeing guys in cages? Do you think you've converted a lot of people?
1: I always get messages, I would say on a weekly basis where someone would send me a message and say, you inspire me. I get it all the time. I get it on like Instagram. I get it on Twitter. I get it on my private email. I get it on 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 Grindr. Like think of a social media app. <laughs> I get I those get
0: messages. I bet that feels good too.
1: It never gets old. Right. And I have had uh, messages from from some very DL, DL uh, followers. Uh-huh. Actually, they're so DL that they don't follow me. But then they send me those messages. I'm like, wow, I would never expect someone like you to be into it. But I'm, I'm, I'm totally flattered that you love my work. I'm totally flattered that you find it inspiring and you actually like go for it.
0: And when you started publicly blogging and showing photos, you also did not show your face, but you do now, okay. obviously. What caused the change?
1: So in the beginning, when I started in 2015, I still had an office job. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't get my face out. And, uh, even after I quit my job, I still kept it that way because I wasn't doing it for my own, like, attention so people can, like, recognize me on the street. I started OnlyFans in 2017. And back then, the OnlyFans movement isn't as big as it is now. And there was not a lot of Uh, There was not a lot of Asian performers in the industry. So since I was one of the few, I just decided to like review my face for representation.
0: More along the lines of bottoming. You also are into fisting. Mm -hmm. Yes. As a top and bottom.
1: More top and bottom.
0: Oh, more top than bottom. Oh.
1: I was taught by two really, really good, experienced
0: fisting tops. This is another one of those things where I think people who aren't into it, look at it and go, I don't get it. What the fuck? Why would you want to (laughs) do that as a top or a bottom? Just like cages. Right? It's the same thing. It's, you know, you look at other sex acts and you're like, okay, that looks like it feels good. You know, I can see two people getting into that, but they look at cages and they look at fisting and they go, I just don't get it. Where do you derive the pleasure as a top?
1: I like to give. I like to see. I like the intimacy. I like the fact that the bottom came to me because a lot of them have seen my work. I have visited many Virgin holes, and a lot of them, they said, I have never gotten visited before, but I've seen your work and I feel like I could trust you. So I want you to be my first. I, 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 I take that as a huge compliment. For me, the act of like someone who's like, do we see their first fisting experience? For me, that's just so arousing. Because fisting is, is a very intense experience. You're taking the whole fist inside your ass. So it's it's very intense. It requires a lot of techniques, patience. But most of the time, it's also trust. I had this bottom. I came to my place to get fisted. He was like moaning so loud. He was like screaming and moaning so loud. And he told me he decided to take my fist, even though it was difficult because it's his first time, but he's like, he, he wanted to do it because he didn't want to like disappoint me and he wanted to make me proud. And he pulled through and he was, and we captured on camera of his first fisting experience. And I just, I just love it. I love, I, I love the intimate act of like the, the patience that it requires in order for you to like really open him up little by little. And I'm, I'm also kind of a, a sadist myself so I get turned on mm-hmm. turned on when someone is like I wouldn't say I wouldn't say he was like in pain because it's like it had to be a mixture of pain and pleasure and I just really love the fact that i'm I'm giving him pain and pleasure like it's this thing is just like it's so intense like the, the kind of the amount of pleasure that you can get from it it's just like it's so intense is so different than taking a big day. Hmm. I,
0: I may have said this in a past podcast. You talked about being a little sadistic there yourself. I didn't top till my mid thirties and my boyfriend at the time was, a, was versatile. And he said, Oh, no pressure. But if you ever do want to try, you know, just let me know. And we'll, you know, we'll make it happen. And then one day I said, you know what? I think I want to fuck you. <laughs> and like three minutes le- later he was ready so i fucked him a number of times and he told me that he noticed when i fucked him if he squirmed and kind of whimpered like he was would struggle a little to get away from me and whimpered he said he noticed i would instantly get harder
1: <laughs> oh so y'all say it
0: yeah and now I don't top that often i i mean i'm versatile but you know i i think i'm more submissive bottom i know i'm more submissive bottom but when i do top i like to have somebody tied down that's that triggers me that 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 brings out my my top more than anything and as well i like to be tied up when i'm getting fucked too
1: you're just a kinky pig like me
0: i'm a kinky pig
1: i love kinky pigs (laughs)
0: explain pegging
1: when you wear a strap on with a huge dick you fuck the bottom and you know what's my fuck about it i put a strap on and my dick is like completely locked so i'm fucking someone and i can see him like screaming and squirming and trying to get away from me telling me to stop telling me to slow him down and he's like i can tell he i'm he's like also getting pleasure from it his hole is getting stretched is prostate is being stimulated, but at the same time, I know that it didn't come from my dick.
0: Wow, that I'm learning so much today. I never even considered that.
1: I also derive like pleasure from it because with each thrust, what? the dildo is like hitting against my pubic area. Mm-hmm. It kind of stimulated my uh,
0: my prostate. Hmm. I haven't done this, but I'm thinking about it now. Time to go down to the local toy store. <laughs>
1: you need a good strap-on harness. Uh-huh. You need a a good size dildo. Yeah.
0: I, I'm just thinking what a power trip it would be.
1: but it's so mindfucked, especially if your dick is completely locked and you're you're fucking someone with a strap on and you're like you're feeling like you're such a dom and you're such a man. And then you and then the cage reminding yourself of who you are and like, oh fuck. You're questioning your your identity.
0: Wow. That's trippy.
1: You know what's even more fun? When you have, um, you plug your hole with a butt plug. As the top. As the top. Yeah. When you're, when you're a pegging top. It's like you're getting so many sensations.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. I
1: love creativity in bed. I love creativity with, with trying new things. I've never been a vanilla person. I can't do the whole I mean, sometimes when I'm in the mood, I'll I'll be like, okay, I want to get fucked, you know, with an actual dick.
0: How do you feel about kissing?
1: I love kissing. It really turns me on. I love fisting someone and I kiss him at the same time. Like using this hand to like hold behind his head Mm -hmm. and then kiss him while my other fist is like inside of him, opening him up. With my fist It's heaven
0: I like kissing but It is way more intimate To me than sucking someone's dick I would suck somebody's dick Before I would kiss them If I'm kissing you You know I'm into you
1: You know what that's what the straight boys say Whenever they have sex with me They're like don't kiss me (laughs) (laughs) I like they're like I'm into everything else, but don't kiss me. <laughs> and you know what I do? I would try to kiss them <laughs> when especially when I'm like when like I'm I'm like you know like all over them and then fondling their body and stroking their dick and and they're just like they at that time when that when their mind at that moment when their mind is like. Receiving so much pleasure that mm-hmm. I can't think, yeah. and I just like put my lips closer and closer and closer and
0: closer to his lips. CJ, thank you very much for being on Sexual Heroes today. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. For information with links about a guest on Sexual Heroes, visit the show notes. And please be sure to follow me on Twitter at Robert Black XXX. Thanks for listening.